Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. Hey now, how's that for a new opening to the show? All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Lerner, your host. It's the fastest intro ever. Okay, so a um, couple things I want to talk to you about today. I just got back from a trip on um, earlier this week from Tuesday. Great, great trip. Uh, just lots of really cool stuff that happened, lots of working with a client and uh, got a chance to present to a board of directors and um, got a chance to do a presentation, got a chance to meet with a bunch of great people, got a chance to join my friend on a a, uh, a TV show that she hosts, Lori Andracchio. Uh, so thank you for having me on that. That was a lot of fun. And uh, I was flying back. This was from uh, Philly Airport on Tuesday. And my flight was, I think, uh, 7.30 at night, something like that. So got a chance to connect with some great friends beforehand. So all is good. I get a text from American Airlines saying, because they ask you if you want to be notified of any flight updates. And of course, yeah, here's my text message, which now you have full access to text me, whatever you want, whenever you want. And I get a text saying your flight has been delayed. Uh, new departure time. Actually, it doesn't even say delayed. What they actually say is, um, whoops, let me pull it up here. It just says uh, flight 2493 from Philadelphia departure time changed to 8 o'clock. So it gets changed from 730 to 8. All right, no big deal. Whatever. Get a little more time hanging out with my friends. That's great. So um, then I get another one about half an hour later. Uh, same verbiage, flight 2493 from Philadelphia, departure time has changed, 8.30. Like, okay, this is not moving in a good direction. Then another half hour goes by, I get same thing, flight 2493 from Philadelphia, departure time changed to 9 o'clock, because that's how the text actually sounds, if you envision a voice behind it. Um, and um, I'm like, oh, shit, what is happening? I get another one. That says flight 2493 from Philadelphia departure time changed to 930. I'm like, what the? And now I'm really, now it's two hours. A flight, 730 and 930. First of all, it's four delays. I mean, can't you predict some degree like, okay, what's happening here? I mean, do you need a plane? Do you need a crew? What's the deal? And do you have to keep delaying this thing four times? Well, I finally get to the airport. I think I get to the airport at 8.30 because I don't have any bags to check and I'm Ubering there. I don't have a car. and So I get there at 8.30 for a 9.30 flight. I walk in the airport and um, I find I get another one of these that says flight 2493, your Philadelphia departure time has changed to 11.30 p.m. 11.30? What? From 9.30? What, what now? What? How does this happen? It ended up, so first of all, here's my beef. Number one, these text messages, somebody's programming these text messages, right? You're writing the language. So why not at least write a little bit more empathetic of a text? 
Our apologies. We are sorry for your inconvenience. Your flight, unfortunately, has been delayed to a new time. Please, uh, we appreciate your patience. Something like that. I would have felt a little better with that. Other than flight 2493 from Philadelphia, departure time changed. Uh, it's just such an unempathetic text. All right. Okay. Maybe I'm overreacting and being a big baby. But, you know, I'm paying money. I'm paying a lot of money for these flights. Like, at least, and I got a choice. I don't know if I'm running an airline. I'm going to at least put a little empathy into these text messages. So, especially when they're something like that. Um, but, any of that. All right. Uh, small part of the problem. So, 11.30. Now, it's now almost 9 o'clock. I go to the airport. I'm like, all right, well, I'll go hang out in the uh, the lounge, whatever. And turns out the lounge is in a whole different area of the airport. Uh, I go to the Centurion Lounge and uh, for American Express in a whole different area, area of the airport. It closes at 9. American Express, why would you close your Centurion Lounge at 9 at night on a Tuesday? you got a lot of travelers that are there. And now flights being delayed like this. Why not at least make it 10 o'clock? Okay, I just need a comfortable place to chill out, whatever. Grab a bite, grab a drink, whatever. I, I just, I, so, any of that, I realize that's that's not going to happen. I go to the to this terminal, and I realize every food place, I'm starving. I mean, I am absolutely famished. I am starving. And I realize every uh, food place is closing at 9 o'clock, I, I'm just looking for a place to sit down because I'm not going to, obviously, I'm going to have a lot of time. So I go past all these fast food places and I'm looking for a restaurant. I get all the way to the restaurants. They're closed. It's like 845. And I'm like, what the? I go back to all these food places. I finally, after chasing down all these spots, found one little pizza place and uh, uh, ordered a, um, actually, I ordered two slices of pizza and a cheesesteak. That's how hungry I was. Not the best, most nutritious meal, but that's what I ordered. So, um, any event, uh, that's that's not the most exciting part of this story. It's not even an exciting story, but there's a point to this story. So we finally get to the gate. It's now at 11:30. Everybody's really cranky. We've been sitting there for hours. We just want to get on the plane. It's like 11 o'clock, 11:10. They're not boarding the plane. There is no plane. I can see outside. There's no plane. So what is the deal? Nobody's getting on the loudspeaker. Nobody's saying anything. And it's like 11.15, 11.20. And I see I've, I've now gone to the other gate, next gate, because there's nowhere to sit. It's too crowded. The plane was going to be packed. And I see this horde of people around a lady. And I'm like, what's going on here? And I, I get a little closer and I'm trying to see. And apparently it's one of the gate agents um, talking about what the problem is. So talking about what the problem is. And, and and in her hand is a microphone. In her hand, in her right hand is a microphone. Yet she is choosing not to broadcast this message. She's talking in what she might have considered to be a loud voice to a hundred something people that are all around. And nobody can hear a thing. I'm standing there trying to listen. And I'm asking people, wait a second. What did she just say? What's going on? And by the way, you can hear right outside my window, got uh, landscapers here I've got to figure out Friday afternoon somebody remind me next time Friday afternoons are not the best time to do podcasts because I've got uh, the guy out there doing the lawn which greatly greatly appreciate um, but uh, I hope you that doesn't interfere and you can't hear that but anyways I can so but bottom line so she is 
and nobody can understand anything she is saying. She's communicating it really like talking. She's got a microphone in her hand and I'm having to ask all these people, what did she just say? I missed the whole thing. What did she say? They're like, I don't know. I don't know. I had to ask five or six people before I found somebody who said, well, she said they're looking for a flight crew. I'm like, they found the plane. The plane's on its way looking for the flight crew. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Make a long story short, as I'm departing, because I'm like, okay, in about five minutes, there's going to be a massive rush of 200 people looking for a hotel room and an Uber. So let me beat the rush. I start leaving. I see the flight crew coming toward me and I'm ready to give them a big hug. So bottom line is they they end up, um, you know, coming. They find the plane. We get on. We get off the ground probably 1.30 in the morning, get home at 3 in the morning. Fun stuff. But here's the thing. Here's the message, Okay. Many people, and I see this with leaders a lot of times, nobody loves to deliver a tough message. Nobody wants to deliver bad news. But there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. This was clearly not the way to do it. One is, you know, she didn't obviously want to share the message, the news. So she chose to not use the microphone, which all that did was exacerbate the situation. It made people that were frustrated more frustrated because they couldn't hear her. They couldn't understand people in a tough, frustrated time in the tough situation. They want and need communication. There's nothing more. There's nothing more important than communication. And if it's if it's a particularly bad message and tough news, bad news, tough message, it's extremely important to communicate it in the most personal way you possibly can in person. Face to face is best. Uh, if you can't, uh, a, 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 a video conference where you're seeing somebody's face is much better than just a phone call. A phone call is better than a text message or an email. Okay, But realize the most impersonal that you can make it, the better. That's important. People need to see your eyes. Number one, they're comforted by somebody's face. They're comforted by you, the vision of you as the leader. But if you've got bad news, look people in the eye, communicate clearly and loudly enough so people can understand the message. Okay, I see leaders that just shy away. This is more figurative, but it's also literal that they don't grab the microphone, so to speak, and they're not communicating loudly because they know it's a tough message or they delay communicating that. Now, I remember as an advisor, there were times where I had clients that when we were doing insurance, they got rated, for example, or declined, which is really bad news because it's not just about their premiums going up or them not getting the coverage they want. It's more particular. It's more important. It's a health issue. It's something they have going. There's a reason they got declined. There's a major health problem with them, and they may not even know it. Talk about bad news. That's really tough. Now, there were times where I delayed telling them because I didn't even know how to tell them. I I was uncomfortable. I didn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow was the next day. And then they would call me and say, John, we got a letter from the insurance company. What happened here? And why did we find out that way? How come you didn't tell us? Now it's it's on me, right? Because I'm the leader in that situation. I can communicate the message. Okay, this gate agent should have picked up the microphone, been loud, communicated clearly. The way to do it is and communicate empathy, right? If, if you get on that loudspeaker and you say, hey, just want to give everybody an update. Uh, we don't have a plane and we don't have a crew. So, you know, we're going to I'm not sure what time it's going to be. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm off my shift in a little bit. So somebody will be here to help you. So they'll tell you. All right. See you. Have a good night. 
like the, all that's going to do is get people really riled up, right? So the key thing is be empathetic and express clearly what the problem is. What is the issue and what's happened? Be truthful, be authentic, be transparent. And here's what I am doing about it or here's what we're doing about it. So here's the problem and here's what we are doing to try and solve the problem. Okay. Uh, or if it's, if it's not a problem to necessarily solve, here's what happened or here's the decision we made and here's the next step. Here's what's going to happen next. People need to understand that. Now, you know, I talk about this with leaders all the time that people are never going to, not everybody's going to like the decision you make as a leader. You have to make tough decisions that are not going to please everybody all the time. But as long as you're authentic and clear and transparent and you share with them the rationale behind that, hey, we had to increase costs on this. We made this decision to do this. And here's the reason why we made the decision. You may not like it. You may not agree with it, but we want you to understand it. That's the language I would use. Literally, you may not like it. You may not even agree with it, but we want, and it's very important that you at least understand how we arrived at the decision. I want you to understand the rationale that we used or I used to make this decision. I know, and I'm not looking for necessarily everybody to agree with it, but I am looking for your support and understanding as an organization, as part of this organization. Not necessarily looking for you to agree with it, but I do want you to understand it and support it as being part of this organization. Now, that's that's fair, right? If I'm part of the organization and my leader said that, that would make sense to me and I would appreciate it. I might not like the news, but I would certainly appreciate it. Now, what I found is if I did not explain the rationale for a decision and how we came to this decision, most people made up their own answers. They created their own narrative and it was worse than reality. Right. The picture they paint painted was it was, you know, well, they just want more money in their pocket or they're just already earning a lot of money. They want to earn more money or they want to make our lives more difficult or they, whatever. And it's not the case. There was actually a tangible reason why. So as leaders, be really careful when you're delivering a tough message or bad news. Again, be clear, be empathetic. I know how disruptive this is to you. And it is not our intent to do this to create disruption or unneeded dis- disruption, but here's why we had to do this or we felt we needed to do this and do it now. Okay, let's explain the backdrop behind this. And then what you're gonna have is people, again, they're going to be more receptive than they would have been, and the trust level is enhanced and built significantly. It's significant. Some of the, some of the most trusting uh, environments and cultures are are still uh, are, are organizations that there's a lot of uh, disruption or issues or problems or whatnot, but there's still a lot of trust there. And it's because the communication is so high, frequent, clear, uh, empathetic. Uh, it's, it's two ways. It's not just a one-way communication. Communication is so important. So in any event, uh, a little longer than I wanted to go on this episode, but um, kind of an interesting story. It just made me think of the importance of this, uh, the art of delivering bad news. Um, and by the way, don't overpromise either. If you're not clear and you're not sure that that plane is going to be there in a half an hour, say that. You know, if, if, it's, if it's 
20% chance that it's going to be there in a half an hour, don't say it's going to be there in a half an hour. Say, hey, it looks like it will be you know, longer. It will be an hour. It might be an hour and a half. We're hopeful that it will get here in a half an hour. We'll keep you posted. Then when it gets there in a half an hour, it's like, okay, that's now great news, right? So there's a right way and a wrong way. So anyway, hope this got the wheels turning. I know you're sitting on some news that you got to deliver to somebody that you're leading. Don't wait. Don't delay. Follow what I just told you. I promise you it will turn the tide. It will make this a better situation than it would have been. Otherwise, you might end up coming out of this with even a more trustful relationship and have this person in even or these this organization in even a better place uh, than you might have even thought, despite the level of significance of the news. So if you need some help on it, I'm here for you. Reach out to me directly. Other than that, you know the deal. Like, share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Let me know your ideas on future guests, future topics, as you have been. I greatly appreciate that. And go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.